Hey, Will, can you do the intro for this one? Can you do a hello Why? and welcome? I just want to... I, 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 I miss hearing... How much show do I got to do for you, man? I miss hearing... Well, you get a Patreon Q&A every, like, every episode. Um, okay. Can you do a hello and welcome? Yeah, I got it. I got it. <clears throat> hello and welcome to the Asian Parent Tendency Podcast. <laughs> I'm not your host, wow. Will. Yo, I really miss hearing that, bro. For real. That's awesome. So, yeah, no, hearing I, it live. Yeah, so we've got uh, a trio here tonight. Me, Will, my friend John. We're gonna break down Asian parents. First of all, what's up, guys? What's it like being Asian right now during the COVID nineteen era? John. <laughs> oh, uh, it sucks, man. I mean, it, I actually feel bad because it's not just like. Chinese people that are getting like the whole xenophobia thing but I mean it's all Asians we're kind of all grouped together and I don't know the longer this is going to take like the more tension there's going to be built up and I don't think anything like I don't know if you guys seen like all those videos or all those video clips that are out there the viral ones but everything sucks like it's it's not good like I saw the one where uh some woman got like thrown acid at her like in New York yeah yeah yeah, that was bad, man. Will, what about you, man? I know you've been talking about how it's gonna be tough for us when this is all over. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's already currently pretty tough, I would say. I mean, I, I just think about it as like when you're kind of like in America, like it's like every ten years or so, there's like a new enemy essentially, and I feel like it's it's, it's Asian people's turn once again to be the enemies, um, which is just like really unfortunate. I mean, like. I think for me personally, like I I, I I try to follow like Chinese politics and sort of how like the relationship is with America, and it's just like as toxic as it's ever been right now. Um, and I don't know, it's just like a it's like a psychic toll, really, because like I, I always I've always felt like since coming here, I've always had to choose eventually what side I'm going to be on, and I really really don't want to have to make that choice, but it, it feels more and more like it, you know that day will come. Wow, you what a mature uh, response from a twenty-five-year-old. What's going on here, man? Lots of lots of growth during the quarantine, or what? Yeah, all I have time, all I have is time to reflect. You know. <laughs> uh, so before we get into everything about Asian parents, I want to hear a little bit about you guys and your relationship with your parents. So why don't we start with you, John? Tell me how your relationship is with your mom and dad. Is it any different, like between the two, and how maybe that's changed over the years? Yeah, um, I just want to put on record that I love my parents very much. <laughs> Are uh, they gonna listen to this? Okay. I don't know. I just, I just want to have it out there, just on the record. My dad's gonna listen just, to I'm this not... and not understand it because it's in English. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna slander them or anything, but um, okay. No, I mean. I you know, honestly, it it's been better. Like I would say, it's been great. Like lately, especially after I moved out of of, uh, of their home. But um, yeah, I was born and raised in like Markham. Um, things were yeah, like things were good. Uh, but I think you know, honestly, like I definitely gained more respect. Uh, I mean, the fact that my parents came here, um, like in the mid seventies. Uh, like my mom just telling me how much she hated it here, uh, and all that. But I think when it came to like, uh, my relationship with them, um, yeah, like we had like communication issues. Like, I guess the problem with me is like, 
I don't speak perfect Cantonese and they don't speak perfect English. So I would always have that uh, miscommunication with them. Um, but I guess as we got older, like I think it, it made a huge difference that I got to understand the people that they are. I understood like their tendencies, what they were doing. And a lot of it is like they were just uh, loving parents, but they just really didn't know how to communicate uh, to me. So the way they would show affection would be like through actions. Like that. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like like Asian sons are usually like the favorites or, you know, at least that, that's the case in my situation. Like, John, what did your parents give you a hard time about growing up? If anything at all, uh, hard time, nothing really. Actually, I kind of coasted through my childhood. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, I love it. Me I... too, baby. <laughs> okay. well, Yo, Will, you like... Will, you better have a blood, sweat, and tears story. Oh, I got many. I got many. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I was uh, I'm the youngest. Uh, I'm the youngest of two, and I'm also the first son or the only son, I guess. So, like, I my sister really had to like break through a lot of borders and. I wouldn't say I was like the the more well-behaved, but she had to go through a lot of things where it's like whenever she went out, she had to deal with all that. There's that double standard of like, you know, uh, a girl going out late versus a boy going out late. Like there was always that issue. And I was honestly very like a calm kid. So I was very mom manner and never really get in trouble or anything. So I didn't really have any issues with that. But I guess um, when it came to like just, you know, my relationship with them was just more of a communication issue where I just wouldn't necessarily understand where they're coming from. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the communication issues. So, Will, uh, how about you? What was your relationship like growing up, how that's changed? And what what kind of things did your parents give you a hard time about? I, you know, oddly, I feel like um, I feel like I've always had a very high opinion of my parents like i think really from like the time i was born i didn't really take any other idols in life other than my parents and like really the disconnects that we had was i think very understandable like we like we emigrated here when i was seven um and at the time i was an only child when they came here after like two years i had my brother uh so there's like a 10-year gap there but um I, I don't know i mean really the only differences we had were just like you know i was growing up here and society here is just very different than society in Asia. So like the way that people went about things was just entirely different. And so there was disagreements and things like that. But for the most part, I mean, like they're really like the best parents I really could have ever asked for. And as I've grown older, I've just really tried to sort of shift the uh, equation in terms of like what's, who's responsible for what, like obviously when you're a child, your parents are responsible like a hundred percent for you. And sort of, um, you know, as time has gone on, I've tried to sort of contribute to them whenever possible. And like, really, I don't have anything to contribute to them, really, because like they're OK financially. Um, I think they're fairly stable. Uh, you know, so really my contributions are just like trying to take care of my little brother as like a third parent or like, like, I don't know, translating stuff for my mom's business and sort of being their PR contact or or like playing soccer for my dad's old soccer league. But I honestly, for the for most part, my, my relationship with my parents has been pretty solid. Like, obviously, you fight with your parents. But, like, um, yeah, in, in retrospect. And then in terms of what, like, gave me a hard time about, I mean, really, it's just, like, everything. But, like, Asian parents just, like, press you. But, like, again, I, I think you understand where they're coming from. Maybe not in the moment. But, like, uh, I, 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 again, I think that's just, like, it translated to success. So, 
I don't know, man. I'm on very good terms with my parents. I was just, I feel like that's pretty clear by this point. Yeah, uh, I might need you to drop off the call because uh, there's, <laughs> there's just nothing interesting. I was hoping for uh, some serious conflict and, and for you to open up um, okay, uh, right. about all these terrible things about your family. Um, but yeah, it's funny, man, because like, do you feel, do you guys feel like, I feel like I'm constantly trying to like earn my parents' respect, especially from my dad. And, and mm. I feel like I just can never get his respect uh, no matter like what I do, like in terms of my career or, you know, just being more mature, uh, getting married, all kinds of different things. Um, John, do you feel that way in terms of just like earning respect from your parents? Yeah, but the thing with them is like they're not going to let off. Like I think when they let off, that's that's their sign of like not being a good parent. I think that's the way that the, how they show like that they're a parent is like basically always trying to make sure that like, you're, you're getting better or you're doing better as your career or in relationships, like they're always, always going to like press you for those things. So I don't really think that that's like something that at least for my parents, like they're not going to let go of that. Cause that's, that's how kind of how they show that. How parents, right? Yeah. What about you, William, the good son? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I can I feel that for sure, but I also think that it's just like for them it's it's the scale of things. Like I feel like one of the I guess downsides of being like an immigrant like uh, child is that you're almost never going to be able to replicate um, so the sort of things that they did. Like if you just think about it, like for example, like my parents, they both like were like tops in their classes and like it was like incredibly competitive to get to university my dad was like the number one student in like 50,000 kids wow. and then he went to university and then became like a, a vice president of his like um his like uh, engineering plant like by the time he was like you know 27 and then he decided like yeah i'm just going to leave this whole entire successful situation behind and go to another country so that you know my child has better opportunities and same for my mom as well um and you know I, th I just think that there's like our lives will never be they, they work so hard that like our lives will never be difficult enough to sort of need any of these acts. So I think from that perspective, it's just harder for them to sort of respect it. But um, I also think that like Alex, for you, like did did your parents respect it more when you did like a more traditional job like accounting as, as opposed to cloud chasing? Oh, OK. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know my second career, uh, current career was just purely chasing clout. No, I think. Um, uh, and this gets into my next topic too, in terms of just education and, and jobs and what accomplishments mean to Asian parents at all. Like for me, when I was working a more traditional job and, and working nine to five and having a quote unquote more steadier income, you know, my parents definitely did not worry as much. And I was already a disappointment to them as a CPA and an accountant because all of my cousins in Hong Kong were like doctors who were super successful. They like own mansions at the top of like, you know, the hills and shit like that. So like, it, I, like I was, no, I was nothing that they could brag about to that. My dad could brag about like to his siblings. And I know that mattered a lot to him for uh, me to be successful. That's why he like somehow thought I was gifted when I was like in like in grade seven and like made me take one of those classes, oh, uh, one of those tests and I like, <laughs> failed terribly and we've never talked about it ever again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit. I still remember going to like the University of Toronto. My dad's like, yo, just don't be nervous. Take this test. And then like he like didn't talk to me for three weeks, <laughs> like after the results came out. 
And I didn't realize years later that like, you know, I like just let him down right there. But no, it's oh, it's fun. No, it's crazy. It's funny, man, cuz like even now like I think parents and this is probably one of the points that we're going to touch on uh in terms of Asian parents traits is I feel like for me, my parents care way more about the money, uh, but money in terms of stability, right? Like mm -hmm, uh, money yeah. over uh, accomplishments. Like they don't like I think my dad respects me in a way uh, to, to see that I've been able to like carve out the second career by myself. But for him, like it's always money and stability first. And like one of the things that I do is even to this day, I will still make sure that when I'm getting like freelance checks from certain places that sometimes I will get them sent to my parents' place so they can see how much money that I'm making. <laughs> what? Um, so, so then they don't have to worry because okay. I don't think they've ever believed that I make money from writing because it's just not like a tangible thing that they believe. Um, like, like to tell them that like, oh, I, I wrote a basketball story and I actually got a check cut for it. They don't believe it until they actually see the check show up in their mail. So that's why like I've had to do that. So I'll throw it to you, John. Like, I guess the, I guess the simple question is, do your parents think you're successful? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so, to be honest. I mean, they, they always knew like I was doing well off and that I, I would make decent money. Like. Uh, but I think, like, when it comes to expectations, like, they didn't really have that. And in let's terms be clear, of, like, like, John is a successful dude. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, I would say I mean, John's I, a successful dude. Wait, what do you do? I'm a uh, user experience designer. Yes, yeah, so I do, like, um, okay. I guess, uh, websites and all that stuff. John yeah, owns apps. two properties, okay? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, you don't yeah, have to put that out there. <laughs> Understood. But, um, yeah, so they never, they never had the expectation of like hey you have to do this in order to be successful but just like alex mentioned like they really cared about like me being financially stable so when i did leave like um i worked at a bank like just a couple months ago and i went to start up like they were i could tell in their eyes they were kind of freaking out a little bit because they're like you know financial stability is like super important for them and like, even if I mentioned, like, oh, I wasn't happy about my job or I didn't like how I was being treated or, or um, like, I was just, like, not content with my role there. They were just saying, well, you're making a lot of money. You know, what's the bonus going to be like at your new place? So they were always thinking about, like, the financial aspects or the financial advantages I might get at a more stable job versus something that might be a little unstable where I am right now, where I could be a lot more happier, right? So... I was always dealing with that, but to be honest, like they never really had expectations or really wanted me to be successful. They just wanted me to be okay. And for that, for that alone, that was okay for them. Yeah. The Asian parents have a huge, just, yo, suck it up if you're not happy type attitude, which I completely understand. Uh, Will, what about you in terms of, you know, your parents and, you know, do they care more about like, financial stability uh status even or just you know your happiness i think my parents are really weird in this way because i i think i've i've had a lot of asian friends who have sort of um, shared like the same experiences as you guys with their parents but i think for mine they're just really strange in a way because um a they're like really isolated socially like so there wasn't as much of a pressure to like go out and compare these things i mean i'm sure they want to put on a, fa a good front you know like uh, you know, show, not even show face, just like present a good face and, um, you know, brag about these things. But like, I, I think for the most part, they just didn't have as much 
like societies to go to, especially here, because we we like we didn't grow up like when we moved to Canada, like we moved to an area which was like super diverse. There was like people from everywhere, and so um, it wasn't like Markham where there was like a lot of Asian people around. And even now, they like they bought a house in Etobicoke, which is like mostly. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty mixed. So um, they didn't really have friends that way. And so they didn't really have to brag as much. And then in terms of money and stuff like that, like, I think they just worry in the sense that, like, you know, I, I work in sports media and, like, it's it's not necessarily a very stable uh, field, like, whatsoever. But I think what's really unique about them in a way is that, like, you know, my mom is, like, she started home business and, like, she is, like, um, you know, a, a design, like a video game designer and things like that. Like, it, it's a very... Like they themselves took a very like unorthodox path to, um, you know, in terms of like what Asian people, I guess, or Asian immigrants usually do. So like I think from that perspective, they kind of understand like what it means to start something on your own, what it means to like, um, you know, to, to sort of like the courage that it takes to sort of make it, uh, the importance of being happy and things like that. So like they're actually, I don't know, they're odd in, in the Asian parents out in that perspective. And then in terms of money, like they've just been poor their whole lives, like. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I've literally, like, no one in my family is really that rich at all. Like, um, my grandpa told me stories about how, like, he, he fucking ate, like, rocks, which I, I don't fully believe. And he told me this when he was, like, almost 80. And I was like, there's no way you ate rocks. But then, like, he was straight up, like, starved and, like, like, basically imprisoned by the Japanese. So, like, he was poor. His generation was mad poor. My parents were, like, super poor. There were, like, three kids. They all stayed in the same room. Like, they, everyone has the same story of, like, you get one egg per year on your birthday and that's like the only food you're getting the only new clothes you ever get is like one set on your birthday so they grew up poor and then like when they came to america like their job prospects like cut off tremendously so they grew up poor here too and then any other money they spent was just like basically towards like schooling or buying a house so like they've just always been poor so they've never really like asked me too much about my money and stuff like that they just want to make sure i'm okay yeah they ever force you to do any um like into a specific career like did they care about that yeah for sure i think they just wanted me to be secure because i think they went through pretty traumatic experiences in terms of just like how difficult it was for them so they just didn't want the kids to struggle as much but i think eventually i was like pretty stubborn and i'm like no i'm gonna like forego like my my education basically and like i'm not gonna use this economics degree not even gonna do anything remotely similar to that and i'm just gonna want to do what i want to do and i think it was like stubborn enough that like eventually i was they, they, they were like okay they're, they're kind of coming to grips with it now they're like oh we've seen you uh, we've seen your youtube videos you must have made it and i'm like well you know i i, I don't know if that's true but like i appreciate it so yo john we need to drop this guy off the call worst asian to bring on <laughs> man. This, this guy's like my parents are great <laughs> they support me no matter what i, I, I don't have any stories. issues either to be honest yeah i got weird stories too but i'm i'm good oh, with them man. Too, right? all right i was hoping for some people to help sort out my problems anyways okay so we are stealing the william lou 10 things format so i guess with three people here we're gonna have 30 things so so we'll sort oh. this out so uh let's go around uh, i want to hear about some of uh, these Asian parent traits that maybe your parents have or just you've noticed over the years. Uh, John, let's start with you. Okay. Um, this might be on other people's list, but my number one least favorite Asian parent trait is uh, them sending me WhatsApp voice messages <laughs> during the day. And these are like not like quick 10 second, 15 second messages. Like they'll send me like three or four two minute messages 
during my work day and I'm in meetings, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know why she's sending me so many messages. And I do know like part of it is like my mom's just bored. She just wants to send me like she wants to ask me how I'm doing. And maybe that's her way of uh, reaching out to me, especially if, like her English isn't like perfect. So for her to send me an English message on WhatsApp, it wouldn't really make sense for her. So she'll just it's just easier for her to communicate in Cantonese to me. And that's through voice message. But for me, it's like I don't know what's going on. I don't know where you're asking me. I can't check this message. And honestly, it's just really just she's just like either ranting or she just messaged me. Like that, that's how, that's the way she communicates, but it gives me so much anxiety when I'll go back to my desk and I'll see like five or six voice messages that I had to listen to. Yeah. It's funny because my mom will do that too. And I never get why they always have to split it up into like <laughs> seven, 10 second messages, you know, like just, just hold a button, man. Um, uh, yeah. You know what I think it is? I think it's like, they're not used to the, the touch or where you have to hold the button and it probably, they probably just let go for a second. That's what, that's my assumption on that. Yeah. I, I just want to be clear. We all love our parents because this is about to we sound do. real ungrateful for the next hour. <laughs> um, uh, to, to see, I'm just going to kind of hop on kind of the, the things that you guys mentioned. So we don't go nine hours with the chatting stuff too, with my mom. Like I'm just looking at the last few messages that she sent me. Like during a global pandemic, she's like, make sure you renew your driver's license and also check if you need to renew your health card. And uh, yesterday she was like, uh, I reduced your car insurance. Can you check your bills right now and let me know? Um, just, you know, <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, listen, man, it comes from a place of care. I get it. But my mom's hitting me with these all the time. She's reminding me to pay her 407 toll bill every two weeks. I'm, I'm like, come on, man. Like it's a. Uh, wow. It's uh, auto. <laughs> yeah, it's like auto. Y'all are rich. <laughs> no, man, the transponder like so. Here's what happened, man. So the transponder like expired, and they got a mail. And the, uh, okay, here's here's my first thing, man. <laughs> yeah, Asian parents, Asian parents freaking out about getting mail in English. At least for my parents, whenever they get a mail from anyone, they will scan it to me, or if I see them in person, obviously they'll show me. And they will ha they will just freak out that every single thing needs to be taken care of right away. Like last month, the transponder what expired, and my dad was like, "You got to take care of this." I'm like, "Yo, it's a pandemic right now. Are you gonna drive to Woodbridge? Because you literally have to drive to Woodbridge and in person exchange a transponder." And I'm like, "Instead, just let me keep paying this like five dollar fee a month." And like he stressed out about it. It became a whole thing about a day. So that's my first thing. Uh, Will, uh, what's your first thing? Uh, I'm fighting for the bill, like within a family. Oh yeah, yeah. This one's just weird to me, man. Like, why can't you guys just agree to like, yo, we'll, we'll split this, or you know, you got a last time, I'll get it this time. Like, it's just like, I've like my like my families get along really well. Like, you know, my 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 mom's side of the family, uh, my aunt's family, you know, my dad's side, whatever. But like, it's just like always fighting for the bill. I I just don't understand. Like, and it gets really elaborate. Like, they'll like one time. My aunt came over, and my aunt and my mom are, like, best friends. They're super close and everything like that. My aunt, like, sent my uncle, like, like ahead of the day to, like, go to the restaurant and leave the credit card there. And was like, yo, put it on this when we come in tomorrow. And then, like, my mom got so mad because she's like, how are you going to just break the rules like this? So I, I don't I don't fully totally get it. I, I tried fight for the bill with Alex. It didn't really work out. Alex is just like, go ahead. But, um... <laughs> Yo, that's that's the other thing though. Like, has that has that been passed on? Because I don't do that. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't be that extreme. No, exactly. No, you could just agree. Like, it's just like the simplest thing to agree on. We're gonna split it, or you got this time, or I'm gonna treat you, whatever. 
yeah there's just like i don't know there's just like a thing about like it's it's it, the society so built on like um acts of care for the community that like that becomes in and itself like the competition and the, the selfishness like the selfishness to be unselfish is 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 a weird thing i've never seen that here yeah, yeah i tape? oh yeah go ahead john no, I remember when I tried to pay uh, my uncle's bill for dinner, and it was almost like I took his manhood from him. Honestly, yeah. like I don't know what it was. He cut like, his balls off. The... <laughs> no, that's basically <laughs> it, though. Yeah, he gave me the dirtiest look, and he was just like, "Don't you dare do this to me!" And I was just like, and he, I honestly left the credit card with the receptionist. I'm like, or or with the with the uh, waitress, and then she was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll put that in." And then he went to talk to her, and basically she gave it back to me. I'm like. That's not how it works. Like, I already gave my credit card. And then he ended up paying for it for some reason. Yo, that's the thing about Asian parents is, like, they contradict themselves a lot, too. Like, like you paying, like, they probably, like, you'll pay. And then they'll be like, oh, you, you took my manhood away. But then they'll also judge you if you don't offer. And th- yep. there's always this, like, duality of things. And it's hilarious, Will, that you said that they would go to the restaurant the day before like, I remember my dad or my grandparents, like, used to pull, like, two weeks before. Like, they'll make the oh, reservation and, and, at the restaurant and just drop the card and be like, don't let anyone pay the day of. Like, it's wild, man. Um, let's see. So, for me, um, the next thing uh, will be one of those things where uh, it's, it's just Asian parents are very contradictory. Um, you know, the most contradictory thing, uh, my mom will do to me every time I see my mom, um, she will either say that I've gained weight or lost weight. Like it's never neutral. Um, so somehow both is bad. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) So I'm either eating not enough or eating too much. And if, if I've gained, if I've gained too much weight, then I can't eat. But if I've lost weight in, in her eyes, then, um, I'm supposed to eat more. And it's really confusing. And I figured out, and, like, I actually played this little game where, like, I have, like, clothes that I know makes me look skinnier. And, like, I figured out the the fits that I need to pull off for my mom to say either things. So I'm, if I'm wearing, like, uh, Nike tech fleece and, like, these skinny jogging pants, <laughs> the last six times she's been like, hey, like, have you been eating enough? Like, like you, you look like you lost weight. Or if I wear, like, a baggy hoodie with shorts, like, every time she'll hit me with, yo, you put on some weight. Um, so that's just a little game that I have. Um, <laughs> and that's the most contradictory thing that, that I get hit with all the time. Uh, what's your next thing, John? Um, this is just feeding off the WhatsApp messages that I had earlier, but basically, uh, anytime they send me like fake news or like a forward email or like a WhatsApp, like forward message of unconfirmed, like news reports of anything, whether it's like they're listening to their friends or like versus what's confirmed the news. Like I always get that, especially like during what was going on with the Hong Kong situation a couple months ago. And then even even with COVID-19, like, I keep getting, like, these, like, they'll send me, like, either, like, homemade remedies of, like, how to, how to like, cure COVID-19. Oh, which yeah. apparently, yeah. Like, and it's just, like, it's, like, these long messages. I don't know where they're getting it from either, but it's just, like, these threads that I'm pretty sure it's, like, like, one of my family friends got it, and then they sent it over, and then they're getting it, and then eventually I ended up getting it, and, like, they're just, like, even when I was sick, like a couple of weeks ago, they're like, you know, what will help is like boil an onion and then drink the onion water. That's what they told me. 
to cure like a respiratory infection that I had. And I was just like, what are you reading this? Like, no, I didn't try it. <laughs> oh. Oh. They told me to do it. And I'm sure like I, I was reading up on it. Apparently there is some like herbal like remedy to it, or there's some like scientific reason why you would do that, but it's not going to cure my infection. Yeah. So I will chime in on that before I toss it to you, Will. The, the thing is hilarious. Another contradictory thing is my parents, especially my dad, does not believe in Western medicine or going to see the doctor at <laughs> okay. all. But he'll insist that I get my annual like checkup. Uh, and, and he does as well. So he'll get his annual checkup. But if he has a flu or if he's sick, he like refuses to take medicine. He refuses to see the doctor and just says he'll be fine in three days. And for some reason, he's always been fine after three days. Um, <laughs> Will, what's your next thing? Wow. All right. No, I mean, the, I, I think j just to uh, the, the thing that John brought up, like, I, I think I think it's just like everyone's really it's, it's so much is based on hearsay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's not yeah. as much like thought put into like the institution. Maybe this is because like a lot of state media, like all state media in China is like, uh, in, in, like enforced. You know what I mean? And it's like directed. And so yeah. I think people generally just distrust that. But it's like people really trust what other people tell you. And like that'll stick with people way longer than like. A so-called expert or anything like that it's just like not necessarily the same respect for authority uh my next thing is just like weird food like i don't know man i don't know for you guys but like so for, as a kid i was like i was going to like school with like leftovers or whatever ate like for yeah. you know at home asian food and then eventually like people started teasing me and i was like all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna switch this up I, I want like a sandwich because like just people are getting sandwiches and so like i don't know my mom i don't we had been in canada for multiple years she's eating sandwiches and, like, her alternative was to, like, literally get, like, uh, just, like, a slab of pork. And, like, basically, she's, like, she heard somewhere that you put, like, barbecue sauce in it. So it was, like, literally just, like, a raw slab of pork with barbecue. And then she put it into the oven, which she never used for anything. Because you're not using the oven for most Chinese dishes. <laughs> and then um, she would put it in there for, like, at, like, 400 degrees. Take it out. It's, like, rock hard. And then she would just, like, put it into a bun. Maybe sometimes she'll put in, like, some ketchup. And it, that would be my lunch. And then, so, like, I don't know, man. I just played myself because I was basically just starving. And then I just, like, wouldn't eat it because it was inedible. But then I also felt bad because I couldn't really throw them away. So they just started rotting in my bag. And then, like, once every, like, three months, my mom would, like, open my bag. And she'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is so disrespectful. But, yeah, anyway, so weird food, basically. Like, just, like, they don't know how to cook Western food. Yeah, she opened that bag. That's why only one of us went to take that gifted test, bro. Um, <laughs> no, but the weird food no, is hilarious. I took that shit twice, all right? <laughs> I took that shit in grade three, man. I didn't even understand English. I failed that part. And this man, this man talking all serious about state-trained media. Uh, let's let's be clear. Only out of the three of us, only one of us makes propaganda photoshops online, <laughs> and it's the man who just spoke. Um, yeah, the, the Western food thing is hilarious because I think my parents in a way too, and maybe this is a general Asian parent thing, is they love to just remix like Western style food. Like they have yeah. to like, they have to add some kind of like Asian ingredient to it. And it's like, no man, like, like instead of making that sandwich, like just buy me Lunchables, you know, like, yeah, it's, no, it's like, like they, they always have to put that touch on it. And I actually don't know uh what it is like maybe they, maybe it's just like some deep metaphor of like not assimilating um john i don't know if you have anything to add to that or uh you can move on to your next thing on your list no just like will like i always had that issue in school like i would get teased so much from the, the leftover food that i would bring and it wouldn't even be that bad but like there would be like occasions where 
my mom would pack me like rice with salted fish and i'm just like oh man like i can't okay. i can't go to school like this okay like, what's top what's top three man salted fish any kind of tofu uh yeah tofu's bad um yeah, like pickled things like not necessarily kimchi because uh you're not when i'm not korean but like there was like a lot of like if you're in northern china there's a lot of pickled basically kimchi stuff like type stuff so it will smell really strongly i think it's the presentation of, of it too like it just looks so different from everyone else's lunch yeah, yeah. it's like mushy and i guess you gotta microwave it too so it probably stinks a little bit yeah once again we're three really ungrateful people right now so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just no, our parents even, packing us lunch <laughs> yeah but even with the whole western food like i remember like i never had like proper spaghetti or proper steak until yeah. like i went out like my parents are like like overcooked the shit out of like pasta and i wouldn't even know what like al dente is until it's like 20 mm. yeah again ungrateful but go on john yeah. uh, <laughs> okay so um what else oh least favorite uh the other thing that i want to point out is like whenever i got sick or hurt it's always my fault and <laughs> like i would always have to it's like I would get scolded for either being sick or getting hurt. So I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, I would get lectures, like, whenever I would, like, fall off the bike. I remember this one time I fell off the bike, went down a hill, like, I scraped my whole leg. I was, like, bleeding, like, all over the place. And my dad was, like, while he was helping me, he was, like, giving me the longest lecture of, like, how I should be. He was berating me for getting, like, injured or something. So, like, even the fact that, like, I got sick, like, a couple of weeks ago and my mom, the whole time, she was, like, you know, I told you to cover your neck when you're outside it's just like it's always like it's always a neck like i don't understand like like and it's like it wasn't like it was like negative 20 like it was just like i had my neck exposed and somehow that was the reason why i got sick yo that's a big asian parent thing because yeah. they will over worry and tell you every single thing so then when something does happen they're always inevitably proven right mm. because they'll have told you like yo you got to do this make sure you do that make sure you do that and when anything bad happens, it's because you didn't listen to the 80 things that they told you about. <laughs> so it's actually such an easy W for them. And, and, and they do that all the time. Uh, Will, what else is on your list? Uh, kind of related to, to John's point, just to, like there's this obsession about staying warm and maintaining yeah. heat, like uh, <laughs> drinking boiled water. Or like okay. honestly, like when it's hot outside, like the idea is you're supposed to drink more hot stuff. Which is not pleasant ever. Like you're supposed to be like drinking hot tea when it's like forty degrees. Um, there's and it's like the, it's kind of related to like the fact that like I don't know. My mom makes a lot of like ginger tea, and the idea is like not only is it hot and and boiling, but like the ginger is supposed to like spark warmth in you. And I think this is also why there's like such a demand to like wear like house slippers is to like just keep your feet oh, yeah. warm. Yeah, like it's just like there's so much obsession with staying warm. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's like a top three, man. John, what yeah. else is on your list? Um, what else is? Oh, okay. I'm gonna sound super ungrateful though. But every time I go <laughs> back home, like I know it sounds really spoiled, and like I don't. Again, it's out of like goodwill, and I definitely appreciate what they do for me. But whenever I go back, they'll give me like four or five bags of food and groceries. Super thoughtful, but like it's way too much for like one person to eat. And mm. I can't eat everything. It actually gives me anxiety whenever I had to like go back because they'll give me all these like leftover foods that I don't necessarily like to eat, but they'll just pack it for me. And part of it is like I do feel like on their end, like it's it's like they're 
feeding my they're feeding their son they're giving them what he needs and then like i've done my job as a parent like that's basically what they're going for but like for me like i have to throw out some food because i'm like i can't eat all this right so again like super grateful for what they do but like i i, I sound very spoiled <laughs> no 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 this is a this is a very real thing like i i i just cleaned out my fridge yesterday i had this like big container of chicken hearts and i'm like yo i like chicken hearts but like i'll have like Two or three, man. Why are you give me like forty chicken hearts? <laughs> Yo, I definitely I, have I food. I definitely have food in the back of my freezer that from like two years ago yeah. that I still haven't touched. Just cause, uh, just cause the amount. No, I think that's like a top three too. Or like, I'll be home and I'll be like, I'll be eating something like a snack or something. I'll be like, Yo, this is really good. Next time, my mom's gonna hit me with like ten bags of them. Like yeah. anything that you say about food, or like I'll be eating an orange, I'd be like, "Yo, I haven't eaten an orange in two days." Next time, she's got like ten pounds of oranges for me. Like, and and again, this all comes from a great place, but like parents definitely love to overdo it on the food stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I I went out. No, I went to see them on Saturday. They gave me like what, like six mangoes, like two <laughs> bananas, and like five oranges. And then I went to see them yesterday, and they also gave me like five apples like three bananas like again like it's just way too much yeah which place this is random but which place do you guys hang out with your parents the most like is it just at home like only at home stuff um well i don't want to so they live in aurora so it's a little far so i'll meet them halfway so somewhere in richmond hill or markham just have lunch with them I feel like all I do is go to Costco with my parents. Like I, I, I definitely, I definitely yeah, have. Should have never gave Asians Costco. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Literally, Costco. They should just open an Asian Costco. There would be yes. no difference at this point. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, why are they so in love with Costco? Because Asian parents it's the savings, man. No, it's a savings. Yeah. I guess that's my next Asian parent trade: buying shit in bulk. Like, mm, yeah. they just love to bulk up, man. Like I have, I have zero worries about my parents during the pandemic in terms of things that they're gonna run out of at home because I know they've got a basement worth. Yeah. Wow. No, I yeah. mean that's 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 absolutely true. Like, um, yeah. Like I, I think they were already kind of living this mentality before the pandemic hit. Maybe it's because they're Asian yeah. and they were like, we've seen what's going on back home. This is probably gonna hit us too. Like we should be prepared. But like, not really. It's just like the, like they've just basically been hoarding toilet paper. There's like a, a minimum like a hundred <laughs> rolls at home at all times. Uh, there's like the huge bags of rice and like just like yeah. like comically bag large bags of flour because my mom got into baking, and now it's like it like if you go to a bakery you would probably find like this like thirty kilogram bag of flour that my mom has at home. But yeah, it's practical, how many I guess. how many more things do you guys have left? Yeah, I've got like quick, uh, I got quick hitters. Okay, um, let let let's do some quick hitters then. Will, let's start with you. Uh, awkward phone conversations with family back home. Oh yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you don't really know them, and I'm like, yeah, oh, man. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really fully even know your name, other than just like your like family title. And so, it's like only like, during New Year's. It's yeah, only yeah, during yeah. New Year's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, like, you had to explain everything. Like, oh yeah, this sweater—it's—it's it's actually good. Like, this is drip, but like, they've done this. <laughs> uh, always like cutting up fruits for guests. Like, I don't know, man. And my, oh, yeah, if that my fruit plate, that over, fruit plate like, is hitting right when the meal's over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah like fruit. fruits, nuts, 
kind of like small candies. Again, these are like these are not real. They're not bad whatsoever. Uh, I'm gonna get more bad ones. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, but like I was kind of like raised in China, like when I was like young until I was seven. And one of the things that kind of freaked me out when I look back at old photos was I had the crotch cut out on all my pants. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. What? <laughs> Here we go. The good son. The good son finally has a good story 40 minutes in. Let's right. go. So, yeah, no, li- literally, like when I was like one or two years old, first off, my parents were working in different parts of the, the country. So they kind of sent me to live with my grandparents and they have like a farm, whatever. But it's like still a town and everything like that. It's just like a farming town. But yeah, like I, all these photos, like I have pants on except for the fact that my crotch is cut out and like I'm not wearing underwear. So I'm just like, you know, cock out, ass out and <laughs> like literally that? just like, Wait, and, why I, and I asked them about <laughs> So they were like chaps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, I'm tripping out right now. What's going on? No, I'm telling you, all my baby photos look like this. And then my parents were like, Can this you is... send me one for the thumbnail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get back to that. But uh, no, it was like, and then I explained it to them, and they were like, Well, you know, we were, you know, the diapers were really expensive. So we would like have to hand wash your diapers and like get out, like, literally shit and pee stains so they're like you know what fuck it <laughs> you're just gonna go out like this until you learn how to use the bathroom properly and i think it really did help with diaper training and, and potty training but yeah that, that one was weird i don't know if that happened to you guys apparently not okay <laughs> yo that was wild <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of like back in the day though were your uh for you guys were your parents obsessed like when the camcorder came out because my dad for like two oh, years yeah. recorded everything yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Will, I, I, we still have our old camera. We still have like, uh, like videotapes. I don't even know. Like, we can't even watch them. Like, you'd have I to know. like really go pay to watch them. But I kind of yeah, want to see them eventually. But my my dad converted them to DVD like a few years ago. It was like a whole project. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, Will, any other quick hitters from you? Yeah, super quick hitters. Like uh, reusing everything. Like just like they're almost borderline hoarders. And I've kind of gotten used to it too. Like for example, like uh, if I finish like a tissue box, I just keep the box and then use it like to like stuff garbage in at my desk, and then eventually I'll throw that out. Or like uh, if you got one of those like butter cookies or whatever, like the the tin, oh, yeah. you're keeping well, the tin that's, for sure. That's for all the sewing stuff for my mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. either in a butter cookies tin or it's in a moon cake tin. Yeah, yeah. The moon and cake that, tin was super practical. Might just be a mom tray, but like man, my mom just loves sewing anything. Yeah. Like anything then, that's ripped, she's like, "Yo, I'll sew that together." Um, and then the last more? I had was really just like super direct advice. Like uh, I remember when I, I was about to leave for school the first day of grade twelve, and my mom stopped me at the door and she was like, "I want you to promise me one thing." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "Don't get anyone pregnant." Wow. And don't yeah. get a girlfriend. And I was like, uh, "All right." <laughs> Extremely single, but I'm, I'm gonna have to say my parents have never once been direct with me about anything. Um, all right, uh, John, wh- what do you have on your list? Let's run through them. I just, I just got one more, and it's basically them not. It actually, it might not be an Asian thing, but basically, they're not very tech savvy. So whenever mm. I, whenever I go home, I always have to either um, set up their Bluetooth speaker um, or like fix something on their phone. They always forget their passwords, which is kind of weird because I wrote them down for them. But like every time, they always need to reset the passwords, or or they'll send me like. I guess, like, a, again, back with the whole fake news, fake email stuff, like, 
they'll send me spam. I'm like, yeah, this is not real. Like, there's no such thing. And I think they just don't know. They can't differentiate what's actually real and what's not. So I have yeah. that as a thing. I don't think it's an Asian thing, to be honest. I think it's just a generation. But it thing. is a little bit exaggerated with Asians. And I think, like, they're just, like, 30 years behind on, like, the technology curve. And, but, like, I don't know. I, I feel like my parents are getting a little better now. Um, at least my mom is in terms of just using social media. But, like, the fake news stuff, too, man. I get that a lot. And I guess this is, like, Asian parents, like, adjacent but, like, my aunts in, like, Hong Kong and, like, my uncles and stuff, like, they'll send me a lot of fake news stuff followed by, like, a paragraph that they'll write in Chinese. And I'm always got to be like, yo, I can't read this. So I just give them the Asian fist bump emoji every time, no matter what they send. <laughs> so I might have, like, agreed to a bunch of propaganda at this point. <laughs> like, they're, like, ripping the government up. And I'm just like, yo, three prayer hands emojis. <laughs> and I always tell my mom, I'm like, yo, like, I know I can Google Translate, but like, I just can't do this right now um but that's the other thing okay so before we get to the three stars and the awards i did ask uh people on twitter for their asian parents traits and uh, i'm just gonna walk through a few and maybe get your reactions to it so i've actually had to categorize uh, a few of them uh the the number one thing is not being honest about finances with your parents and i, I can definitely relate to that uh my parents think that every pair of shoes i own i've gotten from nike and i've never paid for a pair myself um wait that's the way that's not true well it's to the point you know it's wild because like yeah that's not true um i'm on oh, StockX okay, well. always you know that uh oh, but yeah. um to the point where I, I i wanted to get my dad a pair of nike golf shoes this past christmas and i guess this is another asian parent trait, like not letting you buy them anything expensive like we went to golf town or uh, whatever store to actually try the shoes on so I could know his size, but like he like refused to let me buy for him. So I had to tell him that I was actually just going to text my Nike person and get him a free pair for Christmas. And so I went back and bought it for him and lied to him that it was from Nike. And um, now he keeps bothering me for new shoes because he thinks I can get any pair of shoes I want. Um, so people on Twitter said, uh, I told my parents I got a deal on my rims for my Honda Civic and they were thrilled, but I actually didn't get a deal. I just lied. <laughs> <laughs> oh Which, yo, there's like what four, Asian, there's like four Asian things in that sentence. Um, and, uh, and the other one is just always freaking out about how much I pay for something. Do your parents bother you a lot about that kind of stuff? And are you honest with them about stuff in terms of finances? uh i'll start with you john yeah every time i like have like if i buy a new pair of boots or like they'll see me a new outfit they'll always ask me how much it costs and i always downplay it by like a hundred dollars to be honest because oh, anything oh okay well red fruit <laughs> okay yeah. well no we're not a hundred like, yeah Damn. but like at least a hundred you know you're least. talking like, to oh, mr drunk. svp outlet here but when it comes to like certain things like i always have to downplay the cost like if i have like a new camera or something or like if i bought something like new equipment for uh like my laptop or something i always have to say like yeah it only costs like 50 dollars and then the worst thing is like it might backfire because they'll be like oh can you get me one also and i'm like okay well i have to see if it's on sale because it's usually not but um yeah i always have to like kind of lie a little bit just like embellish a little bit on how much that costs yeah what about you will uh you know, i've really adopted my parents frugality in life so i don't really even make expensive purchases i don't I, yeah the only thing really i really spend lavishly on is like trips but i don't know i'm also going to like mexico and cuba and colombia and stuff so it's like not as expensive 
my other thing with this is that another trait is that my parents just refuse to spend money on themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't but know. If I, that's... I think there's just there's just pride in being like not poor, but like the ability to be poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like a strength for them. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like a toughness kind of thing. So but they almost gets, rebel in it. It gets to a point sometimes where I'm just like. Like, it gets extreme to the fact, like, my dad will take a vacation or, like, he'll go golfing with people and he'll stay at a motel instead of a regular hotel. And, or, like, he'll drive somewhere instead of flying somewhere. Mm. Uh, like, he'll drive two days. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. And, like, I've started, like, paying for flights for him or, like, booking these hotels and things like that now that I can. But it's like he he could have let himself do this. Like, my dad's a pretty successful dude. Like, I know he has money. Like, he... It just reaches a point where it's too extreme, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think part of it is, like, whether they're saving up for, like, their retirement or, like, in their latter years, I guess, or whether they're going to hopefully, like, use that money, save it up, and then give it to us eventually. Like, there is that there is that um, mentality of, like, I need to save as much as possible so then the future generation or, or like, my, my kids or my grandkids will, like, be taken care of. So there's always that... Like we'll mention, like, there's always that pride of like being frugal for a reason. Yeah, I think, um, and I think that's the point because like you can't really call them out on it because you know they're like doing it for like us. Um, the next um, group of responses, I guess, will fall under just like parents not ever caring about your accomplishments. Um, just a bunch of people. One person said, you know, they they talked about volunteering, and their parent was like, "Why would you work for free?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty great. Which is pretty great. Uh, or like just saying okay when you tell them about like something really cool that you did, or just constantly <laughs> asking how much did you get paid when you tell them about uh, a job or, or like maybe a new job that you're taking on, uh, and things like that. And then the next segment of responses and this is long it's restaurant and food related so oh yeah yeah so this one is uh uh this one's a little bit related to i think what you said will earlier about just reusing stuff so soup in tofu containers that's definitely my entire parents fridge oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tofu containers are the air jordan ones of asian parents (laughs) (laughs) no for real like no it's just like every single possible container like Okay, first off, my mom's like a big environmentalist anyway, so she was like, this is a way to justify it. But then, like, she'll bring me, like, cut up meat, basically, in, like, a bread bag. You know, like a bag that like, just, like, <laughs> holds, like, Dempster's bread. <laughs> and it'll be in that. It'll be, like, tied together. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about that. But also to the point about food, like, I don't know. When your parents go out, do they go anywhere else other than to eat Chinese food? My parents actually no. really like uh, Frankie tomatoes. <laughs> weird, the, uh, the Italian buffet. They love. They love the Italian buffet food. I got a sugo. Yeah. <laughs> sugo. So, so the one thing that my dad does at restaurants. So my dad ran a restaurant here, like a Thai restaurant, mostly like a takeout place for two years, um, maybe like 10, 15 years ago. And, and my dad like is a pretty good cook. My mom as well. So my dad has really high standards for food especially if we go to chinese restaurants because Mm -hmm. he basically is of the mind that i can make everything on this menu and i can make it better so his go-to uh offensive thing like really offensive thing that he says to restaurants is if the food is not good he'll call someone over and ask if the chef is on vacation 
<laughs> oh but, but, but like in a no, really condescending way <laughs> yeah well i mean they my parents haven't asked like in a non-chinese restaurant but definitely at a chinese restaurant they are very comfortable to say something like that yeah um yeah so other food related ones and i think we've yeah so we touched on a few of these uh getting into legit fights with their friends trying to pay for dim sum asking for hot water when eating out uh, someone said my mom brings Thai chilies everywhere she goes because the restaurants <laughs> never have the heat. <laughs> uh, having two rice cookers for the sole purpose of producing double the rice at house parties. Um, and I don't know why this made me laugh. Coming downstairs to the kitchen and seeing a random duck hung over the sink. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add to like the restaurant and food related traits. Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, okay. My parents always carry toothpicks wherever they go. Oh yes, toothpicks. Yeah, yeah. Huge oh, do that. Yeah. And I guess like it's 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 yeah, like you don't see that at Western restaurants. So they're always gonna like. They I don't think they actually do it at a Western restaurant, but I guess in like a Chinese restaurant, like everything goes, and I guess everyone does it anyways. But they'll like most likely like because you usually have to go to the counter or pick it up like in the front where they had toothpicks, but they always have like extra toothpicks just in case. No, that's like a top three, man. Uh, anything else, John? Like food, restaurant? Um, yeah, I don't want to call them out, but sometimes I have to remind them that tipping at a Chinese restaurant is different than tipping at a white restaurant. Okay, and I'm so, not saying that. So, so break that down. Do that. What's what's the difference in the tipping? So I guess stereotypically, you could tip less at a Chinese restaurant. You shouldn't do that, and I don't. I don't do that now, but I guess like in their mindset because they tip somewhat less at a chinese restaurant they'll pit, they'll tip the same amount at a white restaurant mm -hmm. and i guess like any white restaurant right now or any western restaurant like it's not like i guess the standard is like at least 50 at least 15 percent now mm -hmm. and i would say that i mean they're getting better at that but i would say that before i wouldn't say that they were they were tipping at that at that rate yeah see it's funny because my mom's a horrible tipper like like i'll she'll see me put down tips and like try to take some of the money back for me yeah um and i feel like they do that because they do do that outside of chinese restaurants a lot i feel like i'm constantly over tipping just to like compensate for all the lost tips that my parents yeah. haven't given like it's like reparations you know uh wow. so uh will um do you have anything to add like on the food and restaurant uh no but that, that yo respect that that true reparations is when you tip the white restaurants as much as you tip the asian restaurants <laughs> <laughs> they're just like yo here's the five here's five percent i'm sorry man. actually i'm not sorry have you guys ever been hit or like your parents ever been hit with the you know how sometimes the restaurant people will be like hey like did you forget or like you didn't pay the mm -hmm. right amount because you didn't tip enough my mom yeah. got hit with that once for sure um oh, i mean yo it is what it is man yeah, uh, frugalness is just uh, in the DNA, man. Um, and finally, just a bunch of miscellaneous ones. Um, I was told I couldn't go out on Saturday nights because I already went out on Friday night and I already had too much fun. Um, <laughs> parents really always try to hold you down, man. <laughs> like socially. Um, in high school, they dropped me off at a library and then pretended to leave and came back just to make sure I was studying. Uh, <laughs> kind of intense uh never communicate their feelings um i feel like that is true 
uh, drove me to school on a snow day when there was only like 50 kids there. Um, uh, before we got married, my mother-in-law asked, son, can I use your laptop? I said, sure. She inspected and found three adult video files and still accuses me to this day, 14 years later, of being an Asian boy and a pervert. Uh, <laughs> we, might need to, we might need to... Whoever Holy said that, shit. come on the pod. Yeah, who said that? I know. We might need to uh, do an entire pod around that. Um, <laughs> this is really specific. Pronouncing Fs as Ps and Ps as Fs. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, that's really specific. And this one, actually, I forgot to put on my list. and But definitely my dad does this. Uh, excessively loud spitting out their throat phlegm in public. Yeah. You have yeah, that situation too, Will? Because John, John's parents don't do that. They well, don't my, do that. My, grand, my grandparents do it way more. But, like, yeah, my, my parents are kind of comfortable with spitting. I'm, like, not necessarily comfortable spitting, but, like, I'll do it. Um... But I, I don't know what's so what's so bad about it? with your with your crotch out it. on your pants. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's going to SVB outlet asking them if they have crotchless pants. That's the uh, wildest. I feel like this is story. gonna change forever the way you see me. Um... Yo, that's the wildest story I've heard. And this week on the podcast, we had a rune say that in 2030, people are gonna think of OJ Simpson as a tweeter and not a murderer. <laughs> oh, 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 and, and last thing, someone just mentioned the uh, feather duster, which is an all-time Asian parent item. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we don't need to get into that. So let's get to the awards. So for the three stars, I, I want to hear maybe your three favorite Asian parent traits. And it doesn't have to be favorite, just like a top three. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Will. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'll run through them. I guess three of them at a time. Uh, first star I gave to like just like the sense of self determination. Like the it's just kind of similar to you know what you said earlier about your dad. Like there's just always the sense that like I could do it without help. Uh, and if if I can avoid paying someone to do the service, no matter how menial the service is, I'll try to do it. Like it, it could be something as practical as like I'll change my own snow tires, which is like I mean it feels like a lot of work. I've done it once with my dad, but it's just like that kind of stuff. They're they're always like like they're self determined. I, I kind of respect that to be honest. It does save you a lot of money, I guess. Second star is uh like selflessness and just like the willingness to sacrifice for family, like whether that's like um sending money back home or you know just like saving for your children and things like that definitely very selfless to almost a weird degree but you know i I think i appreciate that for sure and then the third star is just like being super proud of the culture because i think like if my parents weren't as you know defiantly chinese and like mainland chinese as they were and as they are then i think at some point i probably would have just kind of like given up the pursuit i wouldn't know much of the language i wouldn't know as much about the culture and i probably would be super behind now in this like moment where like at least in pop culture like it's really uh turned around where it's like actually cool to be foreign so um those are my three stars yeah it's hilarious because my dad hates his own people but we can tackle that in part two uh okay john um what are your three stars uh yeah number one uh they were resilient as i mentioned before like they came in like the mid 70s so like toronto back then was not toronto now and like there was there wasn't like a TNT like at every every other neighborhood. So like for them to actually have to handle 
or living moving to a new country dealing with that like my mom would always tell me like her story when she would come um to canada for the first time and then my dad took her to like a mr sub and she had like a cold like cold cut combo or cold cut trio and she would always like envision that and it's like fuck this is toronto or like this is canada so like for them to actually like deal with that. Yo, Subway sponsor the fucking <laughs> pod. Nah, no, Mr. Sub, bro. Mr. Sub, yeah, Mr. Sub yeah. sponsor the pod, man. Belly Buster subs. Let's go. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, part of me was just like, I don't even know how they did it. Like, you know, they came like dead in winter. Like they, they were like, yeah, we're gonna start life here. So like, mad respect for them to just even like have to deal with that and just dealing with the racism that was happening during that time too. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine like, I mean, we complain about things right now, but like for them, it must've been really difficult. <laughs> yeah. This podcast uh, is not going to age well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then so, uh, number two, I guess, uh, honestly, all the times that I made them do things that they had no business wanting to do. Like I remember like, even when it came to like, activities or things i i wanted to do as a kid like they would take me to t-ball soccer like basketball camp like they would always like encourage me to do things that i know that they probably didn't want to do mm. at all and they they were like they sucked it up like i remember there was one time where uh where i think it was movie night and they it was like crouching tiger hidden dragon i was like no i'm not watching that i'm watching any <laughs> given sunday which is like that that like i know they were super pissed off at me for even suggesting that but they were okay with it. Like they wanted, like they encouraged, like they they allowed these things to happen. Like they were cool with whatever I suggested too, and they they kind of sucked it up. So I really respect that for them, and they kind of encouraged me to do whatever I want as a not whatever I want, but like they were okay with um, doing things for me as a, as a child. And then number three, like honestly, like my parents aren't like any other. Uh, Asian parents like they were pretty unconventional like they kind of let me craft my own career they didn't really force me into doing anything I didn't really want to do and they knew that like if I was being forced to be a uh, a doctor or uh, an engineer maybe I wouldn't be as happy so they never really kind of put that upon me and give me that pressure so I really respect that they just kind of let me figure out my career make sure that I was happy and you know like in the end like money will kind of figure itself out wow no those are great so my three stars i'll be quick uh my number one star is just always putting me um ahead of kind of their own interests so i think we've touched on that like across like a million different things on this podcast Uh, my number two star is pretty specific but like they always let me eat like the last piece of meat or whatever it is on a plate i don't know why it's just one of those things that i've like grown to appreciate especially now that i'm more grown up and slightly more mature um and number three is just driving me anywhere i wanted to go to growing up especially in like snowstorms and and things like that like i was you know a very spoiled child and and always wanted to have things my way and there's probably a lot of times that my mom especially when my dad was still like working in hong kong my mom was here like she probably didn't want to like go out and and take me somewhere but like she would never complain about it um she did yell at me a few times but you know that's besides the point so on to the patrick patterson award i I guess this would be the most like disappointing or most annoying asian parent trait so uh for me it's easy it's uh telling me i'm gaining weight but also forcing me to eat more so that's mine uh what about you will yeah I, i thought this one was easy too but it's like comparing you constantly to this idealized friend that you have Usually another Asian friend. 
<laughs> but like, yeah, it's just who like, do you get yo. compared to? All right, so I went to a gifted school, so like a lot of kids were like really accomplished and like really self motivated. I was like a seventy student at like grade nine and ten. Like I, I took food and nutrition and travel and tourism. Like I'm like yo, fuck all this shit. Uh, and and then eventually, like I like took it seriously, and like I'm generally speaking a pretty serious person now. But like, it was just like yeah, like my friends were all like 95s, like they were all like on like the honor roll, and like not not the honor roll, like the proficiency award. Like at the end of the year, they're like, oh, here's the top three people for you know math or whatever. And so like I had two f- close friends who were both happened to be Chinese, uh, and I told I made the mistake of telling my parents about them because like you know like that's like how are you today and so like I'd be like yeah th- this guy's doing great this guy's doing great one of them I think is now like in China as like a uh, like a I don't know like a trader or like a he's like crazy rich I'm sure he went to like he went to Cornell as well like so he's definitely very like uh especially you know in terms of the asian uh, viewpoint like very successful and then the other one's literally a doctor right now so like um they'll just like even to this day they'll point it out they'll be like oh how are they doing and i was like hmm what what are you doing with your life you know so i feel like this is a pretty common trait oh it's very common uh john uh what about you this might be more specific to my parents but they would not let me do anything when it comes to like fixing something until I needed to do it myself. And then when I needed to do it myself, they would scold me for like not knowing how to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think it's very specific to my parents. I don't know if it's the same with everyone else, but like they would always like not let me do anything. Like when it came to like cooking or something. And then when I didn't know how to do it, they would like, how do you not know how to cook? Yeah. Yo, yeah, double my... standards is crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, that's we should make a movie, Asian parent movie called Double Standards. <laughs> it's like Double Jeopardy, the sequel. Um, Gerald Henderson Award. So I guess this would be like a a low key underrated uh, trait. For me, it's uh, honestly just taking care of not just mine but my sister's education and just paying for our educations and making sure that we, do, we we live loan free and i like i know i say this like obviously from a place of privilege and it's not like every single this is like a specific asian parent thing but i think it combines all the traits of uh asian parents that i think are standouts in terms of sacrificing and you know putting um ourselves you know uh, ahead of their own interests and i think because they are so focused on you know education and what that can translate they place such a high emphasis on it and i feel like a lot of us do take it for granted because that's not something that um you know can happen to to a lot of people but i feel like asian parents really focus on that um john what is your gerald henderson award um similar to yours i'm thinking back off your off your point but yeah just putting me in a good situation whether it's financial or just being in a good state where i am right now like i think that um you know they really didn't make me worry too much even though there was a lot of things in in their situation that they need to worry about they would you know whenever they would come home they would always kind of put that aside and i really appreciate them not you know either putting too much pressure on me or having me to deal with it so um they really shielded me from a lot of things when it came to like finance or um i guess their situations and they really let me you know become like you know as i as i grew up as a kid and becoming an adult they really helped me um you know shield me from that stuff so i really appreciate that yeah what about you mr crotchless pants wow all right (laughs) i got i got honestly i got war stories too but i I really can't tell the publicly uh (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I mean, the Joe Henderson Award is probably, for me, it's just like, they're just very, like, I've had idols and people to look up to my whole life in terms of just, like, examples. And so, even though uh, we have, like, sort of large differences in terms of where we come from and the societies that we grew up in and the way we think even, um, it's just, like, it's it's really valuable to have people that you can um, follow in their example. You know what I mean? And so... I, I just appreciate my parents just for the fact that, like, yeah, they're idols. And so it's, I don't know, it's taken out some of the stuff of, like, you know, it, some of the hardest things in life to do is, like, figuring out what you're supposed to be. And for some of that to at least be solved uh, and to have, like, a good value system in place, like, uh, I appreciate that a ton. Yeah, and I, and I think I know we obviously good-naturedly joked about a lot of these traits and how annoyed we are at them. But I think we all agree that, you know, um, our Asian, our, our parents really put us in a position to succeed, and that's like literally all they care about. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a good note to end it on. So, Will, um, if you can just sing uh, Coldplay Yellow in Mandarin to uh, oh, close okay. us out, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> no? Uh, let me grab my guitar. Hold on. I'm going to tune it up. I, I still, I'm pretty sure I still know Yellow. Yeah, um, but I really appreciate you guys doing this. And um, yeah, I don't have no grand speech to end it. The podcast will be back next week. See you guys soon.